we iced the captain on the strip. Yes. You were there. Was that the bachelor party or was I that so. the Vegas, the race trip? No, I think it was bachelor party. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised. The, yeah, the Vegas trip, we were just degenerates at a table drinking. Yep. We weren't drinking in public. Yep. Not, there was two, there's two Vegas race trips. We're talking about the original one. I didn't that, go to that one. Yeah, that we purchased tickets Yes. Oh man, and while, barely while like woke up the next morning and go. I guess we're going to Vegas. Oh, geez, we're going to Vegas. I had to explain that to my wife. I was not a part of that one. No. Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. All right, gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode, American Beer Review. Good to be back. Podcast, uh, Starter Beers Today, uh, brought to you by me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. This is... Uh, Culture's Irish Death. We talked about it a couple pods ago. Uh, Thor went to school over there. Mm-hmm. I kind of came into beer drinking. Not grew up with, but came into my own beer drinking. Yeah. Uh, drinking these out of Ellensburg, Washington. Um, 7.8%. Yeah, you kind of forget how boozy it is. It is It is heavy. Yeah. Um, this is my... Most checked in beer on Untapped, probably. Um, and I will say, I probably haven't checked in all the ones that I've had of it. Yeah. Um, but like, because a lot of people on Untapped, they're only checking in like the beer one time. Yeah. And then that's it. Uh, this is one of my favorites of all time. So I oops, spill. A little, I check in. I check it in every once in a while. That I'm I'm over fifty. Check ins for this check ins for just this one. Yeah. yeah. I should look it up and see, but. Um, anytime I go to Eastern Washington, either on the way there or the way back, I make it a point to try and stop, which finally they have the, um, they have a tap room again. Cause the one in, on downtown in yeah. downtown closed yeah. and they went for a while without having any space. And so finally they were able to, uh, they opened up a space at the brewery. So yeah, no, so this is one of the captain's favorite, favorite beers. Uh, introduced it to me, Thor, obviously, uh, same thing, uh, over there, but yeah, we had like about a, what, a two year head start on this before it started before showing we, up in stores. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great segue into my, uh, beer thought of the week is two pods ago, we reviewed, um, Boundary Bay's Scotch yep. Ale, right? Mm, and yep. their, their distribution strategy is nothing keep it super local right uh versus uh iron horse has been massive distribution well massive for a smallish for a smallish but they're they're, they're trying to get it out to as many people as possible while remaining independent as 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 possible yes 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 yeah Uh, run by ab or i mean there's there's a certain size of your distribution network or your production you gotta have, you you've got to have somebody come in right, uh, but two sides same state different sides of the state yeah. um one of them remaining kind of fiercely local, and the other one trying to push it a lot more. We saw Irish Death in Trader Joe's. You see it in Safeway. You see it in like yeah grocery it's, stores. Uh, if I am flying across the country and if I saw a bound, well, I'm never going to see it. But if I saw a Boundary Bay. In Florida, on tap, or in, in I'm 100% going to buy it. Yes. Like, I'm supporting home roots. Like, oh my, it's crazy to see. And it's Irish death, still the same way. Uh, you see it a lot more uh, outside of the Pacific Northwest than you would some of the other uh, regionals. But I would still go, I'm supporting them. Like, that's my hometown beer. Like, that's awesome. Versus you get to, and I think we talked about it, is like a Widmer Heth. Mm. Is that almost win national for a minute? 
and then it's kind of retracted, and it's not a special. And the other one that I was thinking about was Elysian. So yeah. Elysian used to be, that's Seattle. It's yeah. like it's downtown. The Elysian Brewery is right across from the uh, stadium mm-hmm. area. Uh, that was Seattle, and their buyout by AB InBev turned them not into a Seattle beer. You see that now everywhere. It's not a special. You see that in you know, Colorado, whatever, California, and you're not as jacked about seeing it and going, oh, my God, you got, you got my hometown beer here. It's like this is just a national brand issue. And so that was kind of where my uh, thought for today was going, what's that tipping point between regionalization versus nationalization? Obviously, from a business perspective, yeah, you want to sell as many cans as you can. But from that brand identity, Elysian doesn't feel special versus a Boundary Bay, uh, an Iron Horse feels special when you find it outside of your backyard. Yeah, I think... um... One of the key things is just like first, I I was almost offended when you lose Elysian as like the craft, right? That it's bought by AB InBev. Now looking back, like if I ran that brewery and they offered me that kind of money, absolutely, like business decision, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But from a craft brewing enthusiast, yeah, and and I've heard craft beer enthusiast, yeah, I've heard some people who like there are people who, I guess maybe are not as beer nerdy as maybe I am that like don't have a problem with Elysian that they'll buy Elysian every time. If I'm going into um, a store or I'm going into um, a bar and they have craft beer on tap or available and there's Elysian and something else that I know is more independent, I'm going to buy the independent one Mm -hmm. every single time. Now, if somebody hands me an Elysian beer... I'm not mad about it. I'll, I'll drink... It's still very good beer. Right. It, it, that That's kind of... Was going in the back of my head. It's like... Yeah, it sucks that it's corporate now. Corporate. Um, but it's still really good beer. No, it's still fantastic beer. It though. hasn't fallen off a slope. No, there's no there's no knock on the beer at all. It's just sort of that feeling. And then uh, the counterpoint to that... Or second thought to that was... When you are either... A, abroad but other states yeah further away from home right uh i said if i found boundary bay iron horse on tap other side of the state or other side of the country that's cool i'm gonna support that but how much do you what is your local flavor what do you mean so like going to texas like what is your local beer here Uh, because that's what i tend to do oh yeah yeah yeah. what is your local craft beer like well not i don't know i can get anywhere i'm gonna support a boundary bay or whatever just because it's awesome that you have this thousands of miles away from where it's produced but on the other side is no but what what do you make here that i'm not going to the same restaurant i'm not going to red robin down here i'm not going to the same whatever i'm kind of here for oh yeah like the the local local thing flavor um i anytime i'm on the east coast i'm drinking yingling because yeah. they do not have it over here. Um, and so, like, that's an easy one to grab. Uh, you go to a bar, and you can kind of settle in. But you can – I'll start with the yingling because I know I like it. I don't right. get it at home. And then you can start to feel out, like, okay, well, what's the what's the next thing? I mean, uh, earlier this year I was down in San Diego. and so, I mean, tons of breweries and options awesome. for those types of things. Um, but I'm still kind of making sure, like – and this is, goes to the Elysian thing, like – Sorry, I'm not buying the, what's it, Golden Road that's out of L.A. that is kind of more that corporate AB InBev owned and distributed. I want to find, like, hey, which is the one that, like, even the bartender is kind of shocked that they have this beer on tap because it's such a small brewery that, like, right. it it isn't around. It isn't available as many places. So the smaller the brewery, probably the more local your base is. Yeah. yeah. I think that's... I'm the I'm on the same boat with you guys. If I go travel somewhere, I want to eat what the people they are eating. I want to get the taste of what your place is. I want you wanted to get a beer that tastes like what is the taste of San Diego? Yeah. So you have to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the problem when you get bigger and bigger and bigger and you want to get out of your area, you have to make 
you lose that. Homogenous. Yeah, you, you have to make an homogenous beer that's going to go everywhere, and you lose a little bit of your soul. Well, it, it is because Elysian isn't Seattle anymore, and Stone Brewing, which would be San Diego, right? Yeah, isn't a San Diego brewer anymore. It's, uh, I mean, they are. But they still are, but you know they just got bought, right? Uh, no. Yeah. You, I, I, I would bet you money you would not be able to guess which large beer company bought them. Maybe that'll help give a clue, but I'll bet you you can't figure out which one did it. Miller Coors. No. It is not from America. That's South African brewery. Sapporo. Huh. <laughs> They what? Are, yeah. So Sapporo uh, purchased them, and they are about to um, start brewing Sapporo at their locations. Like, uh, it'll be, US. like, it, d- domestically made Sapporo hmm. beer. Yeah. And so they're starting to have... But I, all that being that's said, that's wild to me. If that's all Sapporo's going to have them do is be make make our Sapporo domestically. I mean, I can imagine. Why, why what, couldn't you just bought somebody who would set up a ghost kitchen to do the same thing? Other than ha- wanting to have Stone it, Brewing as a gem in your portfolio it's, of beers, it's growth. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, for a Japanese company to get growth, yep. you got to go out in Japan. Yep. And that's kind of where they're at, is they're so hemmed in. Because yeah. um, we've seen it in the company I work for, is to find growth, you got to find it internationally. And so you dump investments into mm. internationally just to find current growth because you're so saturated on that island uh, or islands um, that, yeah, you got to reach out outside. I'm interested to hell if they let, after a few years down the road, if they let Stone Brewing go ham and start making some beers for... Like Sapporo. For, to, to take back to Japan. Like, but they let them sell stateside. Like I would, a Sapporo Stout. Or a, or, a <laughs> or or other things they could do. Right. Know, sake. That'd be... It's not beer, but... Put some that'd be something interesting stylings. To do. Yeah. I mean, if they're looking for innovation and growth... Why don't you let him go ham? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is Stone is still like, it's a, it's a big one. It still is like a San Diego thing. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there's people now in San Diego who might feel about Stone the way I feel about Elysian. Right. Where they're just like, you know, washing their hands of them. Like there's plenty of other breweries. I'm going to go right. find something else. But one of the easy things is like, if you're somebody coming from the East Coast, what, what do you know about San Diego beer? You're going to know stone you're gonna know well modern times kind of was there or ballast point or those things but those are all the big main ones and you can find their locations like right. you can find those as places to go to at least right. start on that like local san diego craft beer right thing uh to me Elysian is i mean maybe because we're from here Elysian is never a place i've thought about going to get beer in seattle You've never been there? Like, no, like, in the last few years. Oh, yeah, 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 Like, they've shrunk their locations. Like, they really, like, it, for them, it has been a total, like, Sell-out. shift in yeah. well, their perspective. Because, like, the kind of heart and soul the head brewer was the only, was really the guy going, I don't want to do this. And the rest of, because throwing, I, I went back and listened to, we talked about it a lot. Um, last time? Last time. Uh, yeah, like, the head brewer was like, eh, I, I don't like it. I don't want it. But he had millions of, of dollars being thrown at him. Well, and the re- and a majority of the part of all the other ownership said, I was yeah, saying, this is a good business decision. Sorry. And I don't know how much the, but how much the but brewer I, had gets the paid out. But, but if you're the guy who came up with the beer and yeah. you're kind of the heart and soul, right. but that's how, but that's how it is. Anyways, you got to, if you want to start up a brewery, like um, you sent us that chart. Breweries are still being opened every year at an incredible pace. Yeah, there's, there's more openings of, than closures. Right? Yeah, right. there's a little bit of lug in 2020, obviously, but there are probably there's probably somebody who had uh, a ballast point when it was still independent, right? And said, "I want to do this," and they started homebrewing, and they could be opening up their tap room right now. Yeah, I mean, but, the, but that's how. But that's how. 
that should be good for beer that there is a continuous churn of home brewer to small brewer to craft brewer but you have to have people graduate up to being oh now you're a corporate corporate owned entity or you sold off because you got to make room you got to clear the under undergrowth for new seedlings to right. pop up and the at least one of the brewers from Elysian has opened its own place in Seattle now and yeah. does great beer. Cloudburst, I think, is the one that he's doing. So, Well, it's kind of like a NFL head coaching, they call it the head coaching trees. Right. Where you're from, like, the Mike Shanahan family. Dude, hearing uh, some of them talk about it, it's pretty cool to hear that. That That's a good reference to that sort of thing of, like, hearing they're like, well, I learned from so-and-so at this place and doing it. And, like, yeah. we think of it like, oh, you're the brewer for this place and this is where you, like, yeah. you brewed for your entire life right. other than right. learning. But you're like... Oh no, man! They work for like six different places before right. finally that, getting. That would be interesting to hell years from now, like if craft continues to grow and do, do all the things and expand. All of a, somebody can drop a map. Okay, here's the stone brewing tree, tree of yeah. beer mm-hmm. through the ages, or like a Jim Cook. I mean, yeah, like how much he's put into. Like how many people can trace a line back to Boston Beer Company? And go, yeah, uh, that's how I got there. Yeah, Christ. Probably a humongous oh, slice. Oh, fantastic. All the things he's done. Uh-huh. So, so, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, on a little spin of that, once you get into the uh, macro beers, is kind of the similar thing is PBR mm-hmm. took a different take than like a Miller, a Bud, or whatever, and they also went into sort of a regionalization. So, like, they bought up, like, so we know it as, like, Rainier, Olympia. Oh, yeah. Uh, up here, but they bought dozens. Of, like, regionalized. Of regional like, beers. So, yeah. it's, I'm not going to lie, it's all the same beer, more or less. But well, we know we know that we can't even tell, because we've done the light no, beer. No, no. We've done the light beer yeah. challenge. Six different light beers. And that was so embarrassing. Trying to <laughs> figure out like so blind, far off blind taste test. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know the. I'm I'm gonna know Coors. I'm gonna know. Yeah, this is my I, favorite one. I have a beer blog. I know all about beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the high was like two or yeah. three. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Barely, low barely. Out of ten beers, yeah. yeah. And I think the guy who didn't know anything about beers, I think, beat us. Yeah, probably. Um, but you go into those the light beer category and. Paps is almost taking that same strategy of going instead of pushing what they do, push PBR nationally. Right. Hipsters helped out uh, greatly with that, but they also did the, well, you're not buying Rainier on the East coast. You're not buying Olympia outside of the Northwest. No. Uh, But they're focusing in on hyper-regionalized, hyper-regionalized, like hyper-regionalized nostalgia that requires minimal to no advertising for right. people to buy it. And like what PBR did was like, we've got commercials going all the way back to the 70s yeah. in our vault that we can just rip those things right now for $0. Right. Uh, there's some guys who are bringing, they're doing a um, like a documentary of all the old Rainier commercials yeah. where they're doing like a whole like hour and a half, two hour movie Rainier. that's all, yeah, see? Yeah. And I was yeah. I was listening to them get interviewed, and I was like, I know that one, right? I know yeah. the motorcycle motorcycle commercial for Rainier. I know the like uh, the rain beer right here. The yeah, rain beers, like, yeah. yes. Were those actually on TV when we were growing up? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't even remember like seeing it on TV. It's just such a like it, it, known quantity of in this area that like even if you never actually saw them, you still all know them. Like right. you see enough of it you've been around enough right. but like and so that's here but they're capitalizing on that right across the country each individually instead of trying to push pbr as the yeah. national brand i mean it still is but they're capitalizing olympia i mean yeah you get some of those that just pop up in certain places and have connections like i i think it was rainier beer that he drank on what was a tv show longmire the guy out of like, it's like sheriff Wyoming. in like Wyoming, mm. and like all he drank was Rainier. Ron, no, no, he didn't drink Rainier. He drank Ranier. Yeah, Ranier. But I'm, but I'll bet you, like somebody watching that show from the East Coast is like, 
What this, the hell? This what is, is like a made-up. It's, it's a Yingling. Yeah. Out here. True. Yeah. For well, those of you that don't know. No idea. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> you guys remember the Rainier Beer Bear? No. Uh, oh, no. man. Would have been early 80s. A bear broke into a campsite uh, and into their cooler and ate, drank, whatever, like 16 Rainiers <laughs> and one of their, like, bubbles. Oh, their beers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, they ran the with it for, like, a commercial. Itself. It does. It writes itself. 36 cans of beer and ignores the bush. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Oh, I, you know, this is so dumb. I've only seen it because of the t-shirt. There's a shirt that they've made. The Rainier Beer Bear? Where it's, like, with Rainier cans, like, sprinkled all around his feet. Yeah. Okay, I, I said I didn't realize that was like a it, real thing. <laughs> it's probably because Rainier has. Oh, I'm not going to say it's better than a Bud Light, but it's got way more flavor than a Bud Light. And the bear is probably like, I need to put some calories on for I dinner know. or something. I have no idea. Allegedly, just, we couldn't tell the difference. Did we uh, do we have no. Rainier in that? I don't mix? know. I think we need to redo no, that no, one. No, because we put them in red cups, so you couldn't. Um, we took the visual component out. No, of no, 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 no. It was clear. Were they clear what? cups? No, they were red. I thought we put them in solo cups. Oh, I don't remember now. I what I will say we'll the, re- the we'll new redo thing. Redo it for posterity. I think yes, we need to redo it because the problem is like you shouldn't include like Coors and Coors Light. Like, did, did we do be, both of those? There was a few where we did some of the weird things. Even I think I only got one right, and it was the Korean hype beer. Because it was so because, easy. Because it's it like so the different. blatantly rice beer. Yeah. And like, yeah. Those ones were a bit more obvious for that style. I don't think anybody got... No, I don't think anybody got the difference think... between the heavy and the light version of the beer. No. Yeah, I thought they were all lights, but... Yeah. I think... Um... Doing it again with just a few more minimals. Like, let's start with just like three. Yeah, like, well, that one's a little easier to like process of elimination. But like, but they all gotta be. They either gotta all be heavies or they all gotta be lights. We can't go between weight. Classes well, or it can't be like you could do a Bud and a Coors Light or and a Miller, but not like you don't want a Bud Light and a Bud. To me, I think that would be. Yeah, no. no, 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 you're right. We can try it. I think we'll do it terribly. I, I think so. We all thought we were going to crush that. Oh, yeah. I was so, the swagger going into that, to have only, yeah, two, right? And they're basically guesses. Yeah, the oh. amount of ego that vaporized that day in that house was <laughs> monumental. Yeah. Yeah, it did not go well. That's, so, uh, should we review a beer? We should review a beer. Review a beer. Uh, this Thor... Uh, brought this today. You can tell us what it is as what Brian pours out a couple. From Belching Beaver Brewery down in California. Um, they've got four locations. I think Cap rooms. originally out of San Diego. Yes. That's probably good. And then uh, looks like they got quite a bit of distribution all throughout the West Coast, which was going to make me very happy when I need to go find some more. Yeah. This is a glass. Now, let's rip it out of the can. This is, like I said, a peanut butter flavored milk stout. At weighing in at 5.3 ABV. And we're ripping them out of 12 ounce cans today. Um, so I'm trying to check. So. Oh. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That, is, that is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich smell. Oh my God. That's, that's fantastic. Coming out of it, and we're not intentionally doing novelty beers here. This is just <laughs> no. Uh, I just I I needed something weird to get for the you know we're getting into the winter season. Yeah, and that's ten. I I don't know about you guys. I tend to get my weirder flavors or like. I, no heavy beer is definitely good. I mean, it's what forty degrees outside today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a thicker beer. It's dark. I can see it in your guys' glasses. So I've had this oh, one before. Man. You have had this yeah. one before. So uh, this, before she realized she was gluten-free, this was my wife's favorite beer. I um, can see why. Yeah. she. One of her first descriptors of it was, this tastes like creamy peanut butter. 
Um, I'm getting it there now. This was her first like post-pregnancy beer. So they have uh, variations of it as well. So one thing to, to note, it does contain lactose. So you're going to get like some of that creaminess is going to come from... Feeling a little bit of it. Yeah, having that in there. Um, you can also find them... There's a nitro version. Ooh, nitro with a little bit of the bubbles in there would be Yeah, perfect. so you can bottle. do them... Yeah. I forget bottle or can, but they'll do like a nitro. It, that I would, screwed up. They had the nitro available on the site. I should have, <laughs> but... Oh well, and then I think but for I can a, I can always do it again. A while they did like a um, like a milk stout, like a, a latte version. I don't know that I had that one, but there was another like variation of it that hmm. I that I know they had, um, and and had not yet had. But yeah, this I think it's one of the. I'm not gonna drink a ton of them. Like, kind of go into the general like. Hey, how is this fitting into my beer fridge rotation? Uh, this can have a spot in my beer fridge, not my like in-house inside, fridge. Inside fridge. I think it's it's a if you have a good size beer fridge, this is a fun one to have. Like, and I think the twelve ounce cans, like that size, this is, is kind of perfect. This is a good size for it. Mm-hmm. It's like you said. It's. I know what you're trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say either. Um, hmm. it's almost like a treat. Like, it is a little bit of, like, you want something sweet, you want a beer. But it's not, it's sweet, but it's not sweet. I guess that's what it's kind of going for. Correct. It doesn't have, like, that, uh... It's more, like, naturally sweet than, like, added sugars or added, like... Like a it's, Four loco or whatever. Yeah. Like sugary. That you know, like, yeah. there's this almost, like, candy... Mike's hard, it, whatever. Yeah. It's that, that... Okay, I know what it is now. That lactose is throwing me off. Also coming <laughs> off a of cold. Um... Yeah, that's just a good stout. Mm-hmm. But for me, that peanut butter, like I smell the peanut butter. I don't taste it as much. I don't though. taste it until the very end. Right. It's, very the, end. it's the finish. It The aroma is almost like those um, Nutter Butter, like this little just, cookie yeah, things. This is totally a Nutter Butter. Yeah. That like with a with a bit more like chocolatiness. Because I, I don't know that they made those with any chocolate, but like if you dipped it in some chocolate, I don't know. No, like it, it's... A Nutella Nutter Butter. There you go. Something Which is not chocolate, nice. but yeah. Hazelnut, but oh, yeah, you're right. So, so no, not exactly. It's, it's, like it's kind of like that. <laughs> it's like no, that, but not. I think I'm uh, I'm agreeing with you guys. This is a beer, definitely a beer fridge. Um, mm-hmm. This would be a nice dessert. I'm only going to have one. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, not something I'm going to do. I, mean, I might honestly, this might be a splitter. You know, split it with somebody. Yeah. Which is what we've done, yeah. except for you. But I think... Um, it's one to have in, having the fridge, especially, like, if you're having company over. Like, this is one that, like, if my sister comes over, she doesn't want to touch any of the IPAs. But, like, uh, some kind of stout, some kind of peanut buttery something. Like, this is one where you're like, oh, here you go. Like, I got this one for you. And then every once in a while, I'm going to have one as well. What's the ABV on it? It's only 5.3. Oh, so it's perfect for yeah. somebody who's yeah. not, like, a traditional beer drinker. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a whole bunch of light beers or for somebody who is it's a good starter beer mm-hmm. this is something a little different yeah and again you're not gonna have three four of these no uh the only time during summer i'm probably drinking something like this is like uh around a campfire okay yeah the sun has to be down yeah this is good. not a sun up beer no i don't know how this would handle um getting warm Ooh, well I guess I could leave my we, glass we can, here. We can experiment later. Keep <laughs> it out for a while. But no, I don't. I don't. I would not drink this. I, I don't traditionally drink my. I don't like my stouts warm even. Even though technically you should, because they're made in England and English people drink warm beer. Good for them. Yeah, I like my beer cold. Yes, I haven't checked it in in a while, but I've I've, I've checked it in at least three times. Okay, dating back to mm. 2018. So um, probably a couple other times I've had versions of it, but. Uh, Overall, I I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, after doing the parse amount of research I did into them for the review, I'm gonna try to snag some of their more um, everyday or find a spot locally for me because I could not find them anywhere here uh, in my area. But you, we will look at that. You can find some Belching Beaver randomly. I find some actually. Is it Belching Beaver that I am thinking of? I almost bought a. 
mix pack. Is it theirs? I almost bought a mix pack mm. um, oh, that'd be a big at Total Wine. It's just it was just like an eight pack of Tall Boys, um, and I oh, I was supposed to be buying one to give to my dad, but it had a beer that I I haven't seen in years, and it's a um, like an orange creamsicle. So you gave him a holiday seven pack. I, I thought about it. I definitely thought about it. I did not. Um, I did not do that one, but I uh, I definitely thought about it. So yeah, there is. I mean, they have kind of some funky different ones. Like if you're gonna you want to go down the same like. Peanut butter milk. Yeah, the one I was talking about was called Fall of Troy. It's a double IPA that's a creamsicle one. Like, uh, approaching 9%. And it looks Oof. like they have a Viva La Beaver, which mm-hmm. is this, thrown in with some cinnamon and coffee. They've got, like... That might be kind of nice. Horchata versions. They've got, yeah. So, this is also, I mean, I don't know how they'd feel about it. It's basically a San Diego brewery out of Oceanside. So, okay. just north of San Diego. So... Still apparently keeping with our theme of talking about San Diego today. And they are a certified independent craft brewer from the Brewer Association. And we've gone back and forth on what that means. Uh, they well, actually have the definition. I could pull that up. I was going to say, what, no. I think I think we know what the definition means. I think we have gone back and forth oh, on yeah. what we feel about it. Because at one point, Boston Beer Company was a... Still are. Craft brewer. Not craft. Independent. And they are independent. Yeah, that's the thing. For a long time, it was about the size. I feel like we've talked about this so many Mm -hmm. times. That it's about the size of what your production is. How many barrels a year you do. But Boston Beer Company is the one that they keep expanding the limit, basically to keep it in there. Because Because they're still independent. They just are that big. Right. That like... That's kind of the the cha- the continuing kind of point is that, hey, they're still independent. Are we really going to knock them out just because they make a ton of beer? Well, and I think they get a hall pass too because of the amount of support he's right have done pushed for out for the people. Yeah, craft brewing. Yeah, yeah. So right now, um, to be independent, you have to have less than twenty five percent of your ownership. Uh, be somebody outside of the craft beer space, or to be big, that is as big as, not as, a big as you want. As long as so, I thought there was a barrel limit. Is there not a barrel limit? Um. Well, that was the independent. Okay. Oh. Um, well, and you got to realize there's different organizations, right? There's um, different, like in Washington, you can have the Washington Brewers Guild that's going to claim something different than. Someone who's going to claim independent beer, or who's going to claim these different... Yeah, Sorry, I, I scrolled to the right spot um, on the page. So, less than 6 million barrels a year there. defines you yeah. as small. But 6 million barrels of beer a year would put you at 3% of U.S. annual sales. So exactly. That's still a giant amount of beer. Yeah. And there's, there's nobody else in the independent space, I think, that is coming... Close to that. Anywhere yeah. close to that. But I think that that data, I think I'll wait till the 2022 numbers come out mm. and maybe we'll crunch those after that a little be, bit more. That'd be a nice... Sit down and chat. Down the, ro- down the road. Little uh, for the folks. I feel like Georgetown just bumped up into like one of the top 50. Like, Probably. I mean, I'm seeing them. Way more yeah. than, you, than you had. I mean, they were predominantly such a like mostly tap only mm-hmm. place. And it's they're a lot more of their cans. Uh, what two or three at least everywhere I've seen them. Yeah, um, and they they still sell a ton of growlers, which I don't I don't do growlers as much anymore. Not anymore. I'll occasionally like when going to hang out with some family, grab one on the way. My brother in law is notorious for it that he would just almost always grab one on the way to a hangout. I'm almost more likely to just show up with a six pack or something. Right. So. Growlers is kind of a, you're really trusting your pouring ability. Oh, somebody's house. the first pour of a growler is always like. A disaster. It's the pouring ability and the, oh, we're finishing this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing left over after a growler. I mean, back in our, what, late 20s, mid 20s. I don't know. It's bad it, by morning. It loses all its carbonation. Yeah, but we'd, we'd, we'd grab a growler and go. Is this legal to walk home with? Because we intend <laughs> oh, to finish yeah. this tonight. 
Uh, I can screw off the top then. Right, but we're not. You're not finishing half a growler and then leaving it for the host. Like it's all garbage by the end of the yeah. end of the night anyway. So well, and that's like even sometimes for me doing the crowler. If I'm yeah. I'm like buying that for myself, I'm like you really gotta. I'm like I'm buying two sixteen, you know, two tall boys. Yeah. To sit and have, and so it's kind of like. I gotta really be sure that I'm invested. I'm committed. Committed to this. Yeah, the upside is the crowler price is a little bit better. That you're getting in that like eight, nine, ten, eleven dollar range for most stuff. So sits a little better than dropping twenty on a growler. That you're like, if I can't get this in cans somewhere, I really, I guess, gotta be really wanting this particular beer. So well, we've seen a lot more of that. Uh, What was the brewery up? Uh, Some. What was the brewery? We went there for your birthday years ago. Lowercase? Lowercase, where they started canning on site. Oh, yeah. Right? So I think so. Well, a lot it? more have started to do that. Pre-pandemic. Well, pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, way, way pre-pandemic. But no, we'll can it for you. Oh, so yeah. You don't, you don't have to drink it tonight. Well, that's you the can, crowler get, idea. But that was because at the birthday party, we didn't they buy like a certain number of gallons of beer? Uh, I think it was before that, but yeah. Yeah, but that's the idea with the crowler is that it it seals a little better than like your glass. Like what we used to do for for Iron Horse, going all the way back to our Irish death, is like getting the literal like brown jug with the white twist off top and filling that up. Like that's not going to last till morning. Like you might be lucky if the next day not opening it from when the brewery filled it. But with the Crowler, you're kind of more getting, like, the potential for, like, two or three days worth of... If you don't open it. Yes. Oh, yeah, once it's open, you're just... Time is not on your side. I can't... I think the only thing in a Growler that... Thankfully, we have not finished at one night was the cider. Oh, God. <laughs> We're making another one this year. Oh, Jesus. Uh, another one, I mean... Look, we're making two barrels. Huge, I was gonna say two barrels this year. Two. I think we're doing two barrels this year. Goodness. So yeah, hard cider, uh, old school recipe, like hundred something year old recipe. It's not very complicated, but uh, we messed it up last year and used some different apples. But yeah, I think we're going back to the original recipe this mm. year. We're gonna make, uh, I think, two barrels so that we have one that'll sit for. Even longer? Like three to four years. Oh, wow. Before we tap it. Because we're only halfway through the one we made two years ago. Jeez. So. You can start oak aging them. And they, well, that's what they are. They're in um, whiskey barrels. Uh, oh, used okay. whiskey barrels. And so they sit in there. Uh, so the one we have is, yeah, two two years, two and a half years in. And are then they still just out in the barn? They are in the barn. <laughs> um so I think the plan is to do yeah one or two this year and just let them sit forever. Those are like um, you need to pour into like less than the amount that I had of this twelve ounce can and just sip on it for a while. Like I will bring some next podcast, which will be whatever. But next podcast, I'll bring uh, a taster of it. Uh, just for that, that'll be our starter beer. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the next podcasts <laughs> we do. We'll get an eyedropper. Yeah, but it's the one. It was either me or my dad the first time having it. You're like, yeah, it's cool. I'll take another glass of this. And the host and the person who made it and shared the recipe with us and has uh, uh, been gracious enough to help us making it on our own is look, that's fine. You can have another glass. You have to stand up and walk over and pour it yourself. And you stand up and go, oh, maybe <laughs> maybe I don't need another. This was the cider that my dad, uh, Thor, was there. He was sleeping in the back of the truck with a box of nails <laughs> as a pillow. And eating uh, jalapeno, or Tim's jalapeno chips. Going, they're so hot. But they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> in the back of the truck. So. And the worst hangover of my life ever. Oh, absolutely. Because it's. We, we booked we booked the Las Vegas Nestor oh, trip from hell. Yes. And then the next day, I slept through the entire Super Bowl. 
Yeah, hating my life. The cider's that good. Yeah, you <laughs> still drink it. It reminds me actually of like I often try to think of like what was the the craft beer that like I first got into. Like you talked about, I mean Irish Death we've been drinking for mm-hmm. for a long time, but I can't really say that that was like the craft beer one. But one of the things that I do remember was we used to get. Every holiday season, we used to get the Trader Joe's Vintage Ale. Uh, we did for years, yeah. yeah. And it was one of those where, like, when you kind of are just drinking beer and you're drinking light beer, mostly, mm-hmm. and then you get something like the Vintage Ale, we each got, like, our own, you know, 20-ounce bottle or whatever it was, 22-ounce. Yep. And then you're used to drinking Keystone or whatever, and you sit down and drink one of those, and I felt like it was, like, one of those same things. It was like, have you gotten up yet? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten <laughs> up yet. No, like I don't know what it's gonna be like. I don't know that they make those anymore. I it's I I don't think I've seen them in the last been couple five of years. years since yeah. I've at least seen one yeah. of them. I, when I was on the site shopping for this, it looks like there's so many breweries out there making better versions. Of oh, it. I'm sure that, and that's the well, thing. It, like, it wasn't it wasn't a great beer, but when your experience to Brian's point was yeah. when you're going from Keystone yeah. and Natty Light to a to, fan to a fancy gold gilded bottle with right. work in it. Oh right. my God. Yeah, no, that was a huge step up, but compared to yeah, what it's it was a beer, it was like market. a beer we it was like the first beer we respected. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh no, this is I, I can't touch this. It comes out seasonally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, man, I, if I, I need to get two so I can drink one now and then yes. next year, I can taste it after exactly. it's seasoned. I used to save it. Mm-hmm. And the day prior, I'm just drinking Keystone Light like oh, it's yeah. water. Yeah. The other one that, that is nostalgic like that is I wish I would have pressed more for information, but there used to be the pit in Auburn. Okay. So before it was Odd Fellas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used oh, to yeah. go in there, mm-hmm. um, usually for like UFC fights, mm-hmm. and basically go through all of the options that they had on tap in a pitcher through an entire night. Yep. But they used to have a foobar, which was like a kind of dark-ish. Oh, my God. Right? It opened up a memory. Yeah. So they had it, and they never really described to us what it was, explained it. We just tried it, enjoyed it. Tried to figure out. They wouldn't say who the brewery was. They just basically were like, yeah, it's like one of their kind of screw-ups that people have really liked. And so they just make it. And then I think the pit closed and it changed to something else. And I've never seen that beer again. But it was like, that's one of my, like, man, nostalgias. And maybe it was just that time in life. Could be. Where it just, was it I, just I loved the crap out of that beer. The dregs. Of all of whatever. Right, yeah. It's just like a... It's just random. It's just like a graveyard. It's like the last of whatever else. They just keep pouring into it. End of every night, they just empty all the kegs into one. (laughs) Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Fubar. Fubar. Those morons keep drinking it, it, so... Sell it. Yeah. Let's just keep going. So, moving to beer news. uh, Thor, Brian, somebody sent out the Qatar... Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a a zoo that is. What is going on? Well, and when I sent, I think it was me that sent it. When I sent it, it was like, hey, they're making Budweiser hide, like, their stands. Yeah. In the the stadium. In the stadium. Well, actually, it was around the stadiums. I went through it. I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, it was hard to kind of. But, uh, yeah, it turns out, nope. No beer. Gone. Except, do you know what beer they are selling? N.A.? Yeah, yeah, but zero. Yeah, but zero, I saw that. Uh, they, they're they still allowed. Yeah. Uh, it's such a... And it's fine. I mean, you can do whatever you want in your country. But, but 48 the, hours before yes. the event starts... After, according to Budweiser, everything was agreed on. Yes. Uh-huh. And Budweiser is one of the largest sponsors of FIFA mm-hmm. in general. 75 million bucks. So they paid to be the exclusive. It's almost like FIFA is also not a stand-up organization. What? <laughs> no way. Let's see them, the International Olympic Committee. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been. I mean, I haven't watched any games yet. I'm not going to watch any games. I think if I do watch them, I might find some other means of watching them. Yeah, outside yeah. official channels. Yeah. Somewhere on the high seas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take to pirate lifestyle. 
Um, it's just like because boycotting isn't gonna do the three of us. No, boycotting. No, the no, World no, Cup isn't gonna. No one at a na- no country said, "Hey, we're not gonna go." So, yeah, I mean, it it's, such, take, it's just a weird decision by FIFA. I mean, it's such a corrupt. Oh, the whole organization in the first place. But yes. you go, all right, we're going to put it in a country that has no infrastructure to put this on. No. Uh, we have to change the time of the entire event because it's it hot as balls uh-huh. uh, during the summer. And then at the last minute you go, all right, one of the largest revenue drivers and largest sponsors cannot be present at the stadium. I, I, who is the decision maker going, this is where the backup plan of going, all right, we just go to America. Yeah, we'll do like, the... Like, two weeks. Two weeks notice, we could do this entire thing in... Well, like um, they're going to do in North America, where they're splitting it between Canada, yeah. the U.S., like Mexico. But like, we, we, we could do that next week. Yeah, like on we just have, the East Coast. We have stadiums. We yeah. have infrastructure. We can deal with the people. We have hotels. Oh, except we, we realize that. that it's cold here, and in America we don't watch soccer... Well, there is that. Like we don't. Our season doesn't no, go over I mean, the winter. I mean, the biggest thing was is those but, guys walked shoot. into FIFA's office with a big bag of money and said, We're, "You're gonna do it here, and you're gonna listen to whatever rule we pull out of our ass." Which, whatever. which would have been fine, but at the last minute, yeah. you're pulling this kind well, of stuff. Yeah, but how many? What was it? Five or six thousand people have died building oh, all yeah. those facilities. Yeah. Period, and they're. All that stuff. Well, and do you know what I just realized is the real issue here is that we've now gone two World Cups since anybody got married. This is true. We cursed it. (laughs) It was no, it was the U.S. men's national team not making it in 2018. That was our buy. That was our buy. Yeah, yeah. 2010, 2014, we had weddings. Weddings, and then just well, COVID happened. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Men's national and team and COVID. Technically, it should be in the summer. So I got six months. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, they delayed it. So it was. So you're you should, already. You're too late. Man. So I guess that one's. We rode strong for a couple of years. I don't so. recognize this World Cup. I'll go to the next <laughs> one I recognize. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll allow that one. Uh, what else we got? Beer news. Um. Let's see here. There was a few. Well, should we do the. Should we do the Norway update? I feel like we're yeah, yeah. talking about Touch this on place. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll just throw a little Norway update. Um, I just wanted to clear up. Um, Which we did. We did have a little bit of conf- like we didn't have all the facts and figures and whatnot. I just wanted to go back up on the byproduct stuff. Can we just also because it took me a while to realize this? Norway, not the country. Oh. Thor made that I spelled explicitly it. I spelled clear it three times during, during the podcast. podcast. <laughs> I still he sent something and I was like. I know it's still. Wait, this is in the U.S. No, no, he spelled it out multiple times. It's just one of those Uh, days. I guess. So what's left over is the whey. So like, have you ever heard of curds and whey? Yes. From the so it's like whey protein. It's very acidic, and it like Alex said, it's just we got to dump it, and it's awful, awful to deal with. So yeah, these folks are going in, and they've partnered. They they part started out partnering up with all the yogurt folks. So they're cleaning up all this horrible waste and turning it into a tasty beverage that it's has Brian. vitamins and minerals and all that good stuff. So Brian can have his Greek yogurt mm-hmm. and feel good that somebody is taking care of all the awful things he's leaving behind every time he eats Greek yogurt. Listen, man, I was told it was good for you. It's good for you. Like I said <laughs> last time, it's good for you. It's not good for the environment. You just can't win. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, I mean, at some point, like, this tiny little country and company in New York is going to, like, find out that we're, like, weirdly obsessed with them and Mm -hmm. their, like, product and trying to figure this out. Some listener is going to reach out or they're going to, somebody, well, I don't know if somebody can tweet about us anymore. Who knows? We'll see it. We'll see in the next months. Yeah, we should probably get into that. Oh. Well, what are you thinking? I think that's about an episode, but to that point, if anyone has a recommendation for mm. either a starter beer or a beer review, uh, I mean, we would love a free beer, but if you just send us a beer to review, 
Send, no, send, no, send us a beer. But message us. Message yeah. us on uh, what, Twitter, LinkedIn. Link, LinkedIn. I, you made that an actual page, <laughs> and that's that an was a page. joke. Uh, so yes, you could LinkedIn us. Oh, thank uh, goodness and, I already got my new job before oh, I'm nice. now connected with. Yeah, American Beer Review LinkedIn, but yeah. Instagram, Twitter. If you send us something, uh, we'll do our best. A recommendation. We'll we'll try to get a hold of it. Uh, especially if it's national and uh, test it out. Or if it's super local, like we were talking about earlier, if it's a super local brew that a, oh. group, a group of you like, uh, send it to either send us the beer or let us know what it is oh. and we'll find it. If a beer shows up here, we will absolutely 100% review it. We oh. will not waste it. And. Worst case scenario is we end up with way too many beers to drink, and we then have to spend a Damn. week doing podcasts uh, to catch up. But yeah, no, send us send us any uh, recommendations for beers to review, uh, and and that and that is a beer review at Twitter or LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Well, or not necessarily Instagram. LinkedIn. You have to search us on LinkedIn. Yeah, but general a beer review on Instagram and Twitter, or check our link tree. Cool. Well, our drinks are empty, and I hope yours are too. This is a lot of dark beer today. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. What? Yeah. Can you please say what that <laughs> beer is again? So, I, th- I think it's Evil Twin. I can't remember if it is. But they do a beer called Sweet Baby Jesus. God. That so is... Like a peanut buttery. <laughs> and then I think they do one that's called Even More Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Does it come out during Easter? Oh, yeah, Hawaii. And t- I, don't, I don't plan my life out six years in advance. Well, because you're not a weird college football fan I'm like some of us. not. <laughs>